0: The Splitter Soundbites Podcast is brought to you by Papa John's Pizza, the presenting sponsor of the Splitter Soundbites Podcast. And you know they have a special promotion for podcast listeners. If you're ordering from either the Middlesbrough or Taswell Papa John's locations, head over to PapaJohns.com and enter the promo code LMUPOD1199, all lowercase LMUPOD1199, to get two medium one-topping pizzas for $1199. Again, that's LMU Pod eleven ninety nine for two medium one-topping pizzas for $11.99. That's a great deal, and it's available only for our podcast listeners from the Middlesbrough or Taswell Papa Johns locations. Again, thanks to Papa Johns for sponsoring the Splitter Soundbites podcast. So with the year winding down, it's now time for us to kind of celebrate, kind of start to celebrate a little bit of everything that was great this year. And one of the things I guess that really stood out was that our women's teams really showed out this year. And we have two representatives here to talk about the women's team showing out. It's women's lacrosse coach Caitlin Crossy and women's soccer coach Sean Frazier. What's up?
1: nothing much living
0: oh you uh, doing all right we have been sitting here chatting for a long time so now we just finally decided to turn on the recorder <laughs> and get to actually talking and get into business here <laughs> so let's talk about this though uh we're going to get into each of your own individual seasons Sean we've talked about yours a lot already and Caitlin we haven't really gotten to talk since your season wrapped up and stuff like that but both of you just kind of weigh in on how big a season was and how exciting it was to be part of women's sports seasons here at LMU Caitlin I'll let you start
1: it was awesome, you know. I think, I you know, I've been here a little bit longer than Sean, mm-hmm. and since I've been here, I don't think we've had um, on the women's side the amount of teams have that type of success. Yeah. Um, so it was really exciting. It was really nice for us to be a part of it too, because we haven't been a part of too much of the success. And but um, so that was exciting. I think for the girls this year, especially those that have been here for a while, to kind of experience that with the other female sports and 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 how great everyone did. And I know, um, you know, everyone just is really proud, I think, of, of how we've all done.
2: What do you want to add to that, Sean? Um, I think if you look at some of the, some of the recruiting that has gone on, in, in not only in, males, in female sports but also in women's sports, I think the coaches in, across the board have done mm-hmm. a really good job recruiting. We've got a lot of young players that have gone at all sack, in in multiple sports we've got a few freshmen of the year we've got like a national player of the year uh men's volleyball possible you know and he's i think he's only a junior right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know so we've there's been some phenomenal recruiting going on over the last two years and hopefully that can continue and we can continue being even more successful let's let's kind of run down real quick you know it all
0: started the women's sports success this year it all kind of started with in the fall with you guys you know finishing you had you were in contention there for a regular season title you go to the, you win the sack tournament title make the sweet 16 you had the women's volleyball team end up finishing in third place and make the NCAA tournament and then we get to the spring where it's really kind of even evolved even further from that third place finish for you guys mm-hmm. making it to the semifinals of the sack tournament softball winning the first regular season title in program history and, and just and all of that stuff is all really exciting obviously so it's been kind of non-stop all year
1: yeah for sure
0: yeah, so let's talk a little bit back about your season. Obviously, it's still you. Really feel like everything is
2: still growing, and just it's, this is just the beginning for your program. I do. Yeah, uh, we brought a lot of young players in last year. Um, the key this year is to be it w- was to retain a lot of those youngsters and, and and develop them over the spring. We tried to challenge them, um, playing against a lot of really really good Division ones, and then some of the top top Division twos this spring. We played six really really. Good games in the spring. We trained as hard as we could. We obviously adjusted. Um, we looked at things from a bioanalytic standpoint and adjusted what they were doing with strength and conditioning, with nutrition, with with basically basically overall readiness on a day-to-day basis. Um, and then obviously, like with that, we've we've continued to recruit towards our our, our model, our game model, our player profiles and um, feel like we're we're adding some really really nice players to the to the roster and over most importantly good people mm-hmm. um so hopefully we can continue progressing
0: yeah and the reason i got both of you and these one because caitlin your season just finishing up is but it's that we kind of saw similar things in terms of all of a sudden um you just take that big next step as a program soccer takes that next step and wins the first conference title since 07 and then all of those first steps that happened for you in the women's across program this year so just kind of how did you look back on your season this year
1: um just like milestones we just you know i think from last year we kind of got a taste of a little bit of success in certain games or there were games that we were in and maybe um just didn't finish out and things like that and then making playoffs last year that was kind of the first step into getting to where we are today and you know we knew in the fall during fall ball like you know, we now know what we need to do to get to playoffs and and make the jump in you know the rankings in the conference. So it was just about getting the right people in. I think bringing in, I brought in a really big freshman class as well. So mm-hmm. um, I think that made a huge difference in terms of depth and just the talent we brought in um, at different positions. And then. You know it really came together nicely um, in this in the spring and you know we did have a few hiccups but I think we we did enough to to help ourselves
0: and obviously you both like like Sean just talked about you feel like you're in a good place to keep growing and keep the program evolving
1: yeah I'll bring I'll bring back 21 kids from this year so Um, you know I only graduated four and I'm bringing back all 21 so you know and then on top of that the recruits we have coming in so I I feel like we're finally at a place where it's a little bit more sustainable um, depth-wise
0: right and then sean you talked about that too you might be in the best situation from a roster standpoint at right now is you could ask for basically in terms of the pieces you have coming back from this past year's team and and how it all kind of went down for your team this year do you feel like that's been the case uh
2: i think i think nine starters coming back 15 girls that played what we would call significant minutes um we did want to add some some Key positions. Um, Obviously, we lost Alyssa Berry, but uh, Bella came in in the spring and was probably one of our best players, uh, a freshman. So, you know, and she was outstanding, Uh, you know, especially in the big games this spring that we would consider big games. You know, uh, we played Xavier, West Carolina, and Marshall. She was outstanding, Um, you know, as well as Lee, who made the Final Four in Division Two. So, but yeah, for us, the key thing with such a young team, we don't want them to be so young we wanted to add some experience so that's been kind of our focus with recruiting this year is to add some corporate knowledge with regards to the game to, to what we have which is a talented young group you know and we're excited
0: yeah I think that's been kind of the theme too for these uh, women's sports teams is they all feel like it's just kind of the beginning mm-hmm. you look yeah. at softball softball yeah. oh yeah, yeah. literally they just the a beginning bunch of a freshman yeah they have mostly they're in similar situations. Like, you lose only a handful of players from your team. You lose only a handful of players from your team. And then softball loses almost nobody as well. Mm-hmm. So it just feels like this is kind of just the beginning. Let me tell you how hard it was to get our, for our Lincoln Awards committee to, solve, to, to figure out the nominations for the female sports stuff. It was tough. There was... A plethora of people across the board for the women's sports teams that really showed out, mm. and uh, obviously it was a really good night for you, Sean, and your team. So talk about like obviously that experience and that night and getting that
2: recognition. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just really happy for the, for our players, for our student athletes, because you know it obviously enhances their experience here. For for two springs I've been here, the first spring I got here, and then the second spring we really didn't have anything to kind of, well, we had one nomination the first year, one nomination the second year. And, this year we had a nomination in every category. I think we won five awards between us, you know, and it was just um, I was really happy for them because they deserve it. Not not to say that they deserve it above any of our LMU teams, but I see my team and the work that they get through and how they improve every day, their commitment levels and stuff like that. Um, so I was just really happy for them, and it was uh, certainly a great experience for us all.
0: Yeah, Caitlin, I know that you were nominated in every category. Your team was nominated, I believe, Mm -hmm. in every category.
1: Almost, yeah.
0: Uh, What category were you not nominated? Um, not
1: like play. Oh, play of the the year, year, but all of the the female-specific
0: stuff. You guys were nominated. Yeah. Um, and obviously it was a really involved night for you guys as well because Erin was the host and stuff so what was that experience like to see at least have an opportunity to win all those awards that night
1: yeah I mean I think the girls were excited Um, you know they always look forward to Lincoln Awards I think it's the getting dressed up and seeing everybody part of it too and then I think they were also excited because they knew Erin was hosting and um, you know I think she was nervous but I think she did a really good job and um, you know she uh, you know she she with her podcast and all that kind of stuff so yeah. we're kind of i feel like pretty involved um with kind of everything and so i think you know they they enjoyed it and they enjoy the videos and all that kind of stuff so wasn't That's it cool.
0: the first time they got to be there in a couple of years
1: um, Definitely weren't there, we weren't there last year. We weren't there last year, but we were there um, every other year before that.
0: Because, well, we had to we had to wait to see if we could actually make Aaron the host until we knew for sure if you guys were going to get the host and be here that Monday and yeah. be here the Tuesday, mm-hmm. obviously, after that.
1: Yeah, because there was, you know, at least in our conference this year for, um, and I know this happened, I think for a few of our sports, there was a lot of tiebreaker scenarios yes. and kind of last-minute things yes. from – um, no matter where you were at in the in the rankings, unless if you were at least one or two for lacrosse, everywhere else there was a tiebreaker scenario. So it was really kind of coming down to the wire. Well,
0: let's kind of talk about where both of your, where both your, your what is going on right now in your world. Obviously very different in terms of where the seasons are at. You just finished up your spring season, Sean, so talk about how the program evolved this spring and what you guys are up to now.
2: Um, yeah, so we, we – went pretty heavy this spring. We did as much as we could. Um, like I said, we had the, the non-championship segment where we try to challenge the players and not just challenge them against good teams but get them experience because we have a lot of people or a lot of players on the team that just need games. They need experience. We, we were still going into games last year really nervous mm-hmm. with a lot of the young players so it was nice to just get them some minutes, get them some experience, develop a little bit of that corporate knowledge um You know, and of course just have 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 fun with it as well T- we we tried to tweak a few things tactically that we feel like we could have done better in the fall, but ultimately in the fall you don 't really get a chance to to work on anything because you 're just playing games and trying to survive the rest of the time um, so we tried to add a few strings to our bow, if you like this spring, like I said, we changed up the way that we physically prepare the players mm-hmm. saw some real massive development in that aspect of things and um you know obviously we're now integrating the new players with our close tight-knit group of kids that we have now so we're going to have to open them up a little bit more and try to get them to invite new people into their little friend circles
0: (laughs) 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 that's always a hard thing for a coach right yeah Mm -hmm. is that part of it so yeah Your season just ended, though, so kind of what's going on now?
1: Um, My kids are trying to get as much sleep as possible for the sleep that they weren't able to get during the season and then in finals. Um, But hopefully, you know, they've got two more days and they uh, can kind of finally relax and take a little bit of a break because, you know, by the end, we were really kind of beaten up uh, for sure, especially once we got into um, like end of March, April. You know, we were trying to give them a few days off and things like that to kind of keep them healthy and, things like that and I've got a few kids with injuries that are trying to work through those that they're back for the fall but right now it's kind of just winding down and we just had our you know end of the year meetings with all of them I finished those up yesterday so you know giving everyone an idea of you know individually of what we're looking for and what they need to be doing this summer and um, you know and and what their you know talk about their role this year and how that role may change or where they're going to be or where we're looking for them to be for the fall
0: yeah what are, what is the recruiting like? I assume, and this might be incorrect, because I know this recruiting process starts so much earlier now. Um, but where is the recruiting at for both of you in terms of for next year and then the year after that?
1: Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so we did um, we did a junior day in February. That's kind of to start for the next year. Yeah. Um, where there were only there are only a couple people, but just to kind of start getting feelers out and things like that. And um, you know, I'll hit the road in the next few weeks to st- to go to tournaments and that's what how i'm spending my summer in 90 degree heat in richmond virginia type type of uh weather so it is it is not fun and you're out there for about eight hours and usually by like two or three o'clock i start like not being able to see like just because i've been looking at lacrosse and i'm like can't focus and i'm like i don't really know where i'm at right now right a little delusional yeah it's a little delusional in that heat um (laughs) but uh you know that's what I'm, I'm doing throughout the summer and then you know we'll have them in for visits you know whoever we kind of you know see because um, i'm sending my ga's this year out for a few more tournaments than usual because i have two ga's so Look at usually at that i so, know yeah big things at Thank women's across so we're uh you know we're looking to bring people in in august september all that kind of stuff for you know official visits non-official visits and overnights and all that kind of stuff so that we can kind of get our class kind of all shipped
0: up. We already have a massive team, so just add a little bit more to it, huh? Yeah, exactly. What about you, Sean? How's that going?
2: Yeah, I think ours, our timeline's a little bit different. I mean, we're A little obviously expedited. Obviously, you're always recruiting all the time. I think for us, some of the kids we've got coming in this year, um, we've been recruiting for two years. We, we've, halfway through the 2020 class, we've got a lot of the local portion of our recruiting for 2020 is done. Um, you know, we're always bringing kids in on visits as well that we like, um, but I think we're, one of the big things for us, you know, i am only been here two years I'm still learning about the local area. Soccer in, in you know, high school and, and ECNL and all that kind of stuff is still developing, so for us we're trying to continue building our portfolio of teams and players that we want to continue to monitor and develop mm-hmm. relationships with in, in and around this area. Um, so that we can grab the best local talent, such as Lauren Wood and Mariana Diaz yeah. and Rachel Taylor, mm-hmm. um, you know those three the three superstar local recruits for us that we we want to build our program around. Um, we do have a couple of r- recruiting trips this year uh, or this summer. Cataneo's going on one to see if he can find another Civero. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for 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 next year, we've we've got re- we've got to replace itself. And then mm-hmm. myself and Will are taking a trip somewhere else as well. I'm not going to say where, but <laughs> on this. You, know, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you tell us when we get there yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah. Richmond, yeah. Virginia, in the heat. Yeah, in Virginia. Yeah. So, so we've got a couple of things to do this summer. We've also got to keep an eye on state and regional um, championships. Uh, region being like the, all of the neighboring states get together and all the state champions play against each other. So that's quite good. So we got to keep an eye on that kind of stuff as well that always throws me off
0: that uh in high school soccer's in the spring by the way Mm -hmm. that throws me off big
2: time uh it's in the fall for women's in tennessee is it really yeah yeah. i thought it was so they why do they have them split like that club is in the spring so it's like really it's all year round okay yeah well soccer's a year-round sport when i was in nebraska when i was coaching nebraska it was spring for men and women here it's Men in oh sorry women in the fall, boys, men in the in the spring. That's that's confusing. Different, different everywhere. Yeah. Every different.
1: Yeah. When I grew up, it was there soccer up until I was in ninth or tenth grade. Women's soccer was in the spring, and then that helped lacrosse because then all the soccer players, when it moved to the fall, yeah. they could play lacrosse they in the spring. Mm-hmm. So because um, usually it was just field hockey and then they played lacrosse, but then with having the soccer in the fall, they moved that. But
0: Yeah, Uh, we so we've you had said this on the front end, Sean, that you think that a lot of the reason obviously this probably is not, you know, the craziest thing, but it's the recruiting that a lot of our coaches have done some great recruiting to bring in great kids. So like, how, what kind of people are you looking for when you go out recruiting? Because I know it's not just you're not just looking for great lacrosse players or great soccer players. There's got to be more to it than that.
2: Yeah. So so for us, um, you know, we we have. A style of play that we base everything around. I want my teams to encompass four or five specific principles. To do that, we then have a, have well, yes. Yeah, so there's the principles, and then there's the style of play that goes to meet the principles. To meet the style of play, you've got to have the player profiles of the players that can do things to make the style of play, and then meet the principles. So it's kind of like a melting pot. So we have a, a profile for each position on the roster that we're trying to fill, and we look specifically towards that. That we think allows us the most synergy, but that's the soccer side, you've also got to look at them as a person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, are the grades good, you know, we obviously have a really high academic institution with some challenging um, admission requirements, which is, again, that's, you know, there's, there's a lot of positives to that, there's obviously negatives to that as well, but it is what it is, so um, we're looking for the academic portion as well, but then we're looking at people who are self-starters, they're selfless. Um, you know, and obviously want to be a part of a, a strong, disciplined culture. Yeah. So there's th- they encompass all, all, three of them. I think when people say sometimes we look at the person first, or well you don't because you're at the side of a soccer field watching them play soccer. You know what I mean? Then you, then you <laughs> look at the person after that as well. But it is a part of it. You know, so that for us, they've got to encompass a lot of that. Um, you know, and that's probably part of the reason why we were able to go from wherever in the i think two years ago our our program was 210th out of 223 and now we're sitting at 18 in the rankings you know less than two years later so that for me is why
0: yeah so you what how do, how do you
2: go out caitlin and look at players
1: um well you know we're definitely like it's certain positions that you need to fill type right. thing we're looking for that and then um that's why i i like you know i have people on campus all the time too and i usually do and my assistants do all of the visit, um, so that we can kind of really get a feel for the kid and and their personality, how you know they are with their parents or how their their parents even are. Sometimes you even have to look at that too, um, and just you know, for for me in these past few years, it's been just trying to get depth and from yeah. a little different you know position. Um, but you know, I think with the kids we brought in, we've kind of looked at those type of things as well, and um, you know, to try and and find those. You know, kind of diamond in the rough kids because we've got we don't have that local pool to choose from, mm-hmm. so we've got to look at um, and across the traditional hotbeds are
0: northeast. the Mid Atlantic, Northeast, yeah. that
1: type of area. So we try yeah. and look in different areas to see where we can find those kids that maybe are getting overlooked or not, you know, getting the same looks that they that they would, and you know, being able to offer the facilities that we have here and the academics, like like Sean said, I think that. And really entices kids to to want to come at least visit and see kind of what we're talking about. And um, you know, that I think that has really helped.
0: What are some things that so let's say that you've identified a great player from a talent standpoint, what are some things that they're so let's say their academics are good, that the athletics are great. What are some things that disqualify a kid automatically and they just kinda of end that recruiting conversation? Disqualify? Yeah. All of a sudden they say you say this is a great athlete that would fit into our system and this is they have the academics to make it in and qualify and do well in school what are some things that could then in that conversation that recruiting and
2: that's a good question and will actually looks at that more than me um will's always the guy when kids come in he always kind of interviews the kid yeah you know where we kind of see it as like here we are this is what we're doing these are the plans for the future this is where you'll fit in and Will's Will's like the missing piece. He'll be like, "What do you want from a university? Mm-hmm. You know, what's important to you? What do you do on a Thursday night when you don't have practice? You know, like, and he, he'll just like pump them for all of these questions. You know, so it's unfortunate in that regard with, <laughs> with him. So, <laughs> uh, you know, obviously to answer that question,
1: good cop bad <laughs> cop <count give> right, <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they yeah. give the wrong
2: answers there, and then it's kind of like that's it. So yeah, no. yeah,
1: I would agree. And it's and like I said, it's like, you know, sometimes you know you see kids and their maturity level too and, like I said, and how they treat other people and, you know, especially even their parents if they're, like, you know, not being the nicest to them or or, right. or it's their parent that's the one that's doing all the talking and asking all the questions and doing all of and I'm like, I'm not recruiting you. I'm trying to recruit yeah, your kid right. and the kid's sitting there on their phone. That's, oh, that's you know, problem, things right? like that sure. is where, you know, I'm like, you know what, I don't know, you know, if, if this is going to be the right place or, you know, whatever it may be. but. I also haven't been able to be that picky.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. There, you know, there, there. There's obviously different situations. But has there ever t- been a time where it's just been a feel thing, where you just say, "This just doesn't feel right," even though maybe yeah. all those points are hit.
2: You know what I mean? We've had it a few times, um, and I think with us as well, you've you've got to look at it and see it. For there's a lot of the kids that we're looking at. Or we have looked at are also if if they're good solid Division Two players mm-hmm. from Knoxville, they're also being recruited by two other top top universities. One of them's in the SAC. One of them's uh, in Cleveland, Tennessee. But um, so that so they're looking at the three premier Tennessee um women's women women soccer, soccer programs, program. right? So we'd always usually if they've been to those teams already, we'll kind of get a gauge of where they are. And sometimes that could kind of influence the chemistry between the coaches and the players. I think one of the strengths that we have is the players look at me and my staff and they're like, well, we, they're really personal, but I'll, I hope <laughs> but they're personal. We feel like we can get along with them and have a lot of fun. It's not like a business transaction. Right. You know what I mean? So it, sometimes if it does feel business like a transaction, then that's kind of where it's like an off button for us.
0: Yeah. For sure, because I think it matters, right? Having the character, because even though you both coach sports, where you have the most players on the field at a time, one player and one bad egg can kind of still unravel the whole thing, right?
1: Yeah, and I think you know, I think sometimes you know, and this is probably on me. Like we haven't made the best decisions with certain kids, but I feel like where they they come in, and you know, it ends up, and maybe we don't catch it in time, or we're like, oh well, you know what, we can forgive certain things because because of academically or the player they are or things like that but I think those kids will weed themselves out and, yeah. and you know they'll, they'll find a way and I'm not gonna you know try and get them to stay because it's also you know if you, for us if you don't want to be here I'm not going to force you to be here I'm not going to convince you you know when, when it comes down to it after if they've been here a year or anything like that or even a semester and say that is up to you but you know like I said those kids weed themselves out they'll They'll find they'll find a way to, to not be here anymore also, as much as that sucks, but
2: <laughs> I think one of the indicators as well, just on that as well, we, we kinda look at them. Bear with me on this one, but you cause you, cause you might think something different, but we look at them like with a, an analogy like it's an ATM. Right. right. And we're looking at it and saying, Does this kid wanna really um, what is the opposite of the withdrawals on an ATM? Make it Make deposits. deposits. Oh. Are yeah. they gonna make how many deposits are they gonna make? versus how many withdrawals do they want to make from the program. Do you know what I mean? So is it all about them, or are they they looking to really contribute? Do you know Mm what I mean? So you can usually gauge that from the conversations that you're having with them or or, or stuff like that, you know. We're we're getting to the stage now where we've got some 2020s. We've got a wonderful recruit for 2020 coming in from from a local high school, and she's been up to a couple of camps, and she's, like, involved with the team already. They're all following her Instagram. And all that kind of stuff and they're talking to her and she's just like already involved, you know, like she comes up to the games, wears the gear, you know, high fives the kids, it's awesome. And we're just like she's gonna come in and just be the perfect teammate. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want. That's mm-hmm. like the blueprint for what we want from our from our kids. It's just a buy in right? That's yeah. the biggest thing.
1: Yeah, I mean that's what you know, for us with being a newer program, it's part of the selling point is, you know, do you wanna come here and build help build this? Be and be a part of, the be, a part level. of be be mm-hmm. a part of this and that's you know, that's like, you know, for example, like Zoe Zervos, like she was looking for a school outside of New York. And then, you know, I think when she came, because she, we didn't, um, she didn't visit till like February of her senior year. And she was kind of, it was relatively last really minute. Late, right? And really late. And she was like, I just kind of wasn't sure what I wanted. And then I wanted to be a part of, you know, building a program. And it was in Tennessee for far from home, like things like that, like certain things that checked off. You know, boxes for her that you know, and her as a player and as a teammate and all that kind of stuff checked off for us, and it became like a, you know, a really, a really good thing for us. I would would assume. (laughs) Well, it worked out for her. (laughs) She's the
0: first all-sack first-team member in program history. Yeah,
1: twice in a row. So twice in a row. Yeah, she ended up being a big-time person for us, and she wasn't because she wasn't heavily recruited in high school. And I think, you know, it was kind of one of those things where she, um, you know, just kind of wanted to take a chance on something and, and she did and I think it's really worked out tenfold for her and us.
0: You use the ATM analogy. The other one I've heard is um, like you look at a team as like a dinner party kind of right and uh-huh. who's bringing the most to the table and uh-huh. who's taking the most away yeah. from mm-hmm. the table right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you bringing the entree? Are you bringing the dessert? Yeah. Are you taking the silverware away? What's going on? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, so it's really kind I of a like it's kind of a similar type analogy. So I've heard that before. I like it. That's yeah. a good analogy. So what's the one quality that's like, if you have everything, what's the one quality you want out of a player? Is it just buy or is it? Positivity. Yeah, you? yeah, I
1: would agree.
2: Positivity. And just so excited. Happy to be here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like some kid, you know, you don't want kids coming here and being like, oh, this is this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. And you're like, man, who is this? Like, <laughs> I mean, so you want kids to be like, you know, we're grateful that we've got, you know, uh, an unpainted house. We're, we're, we're grateful that we're you know the locker room was what it was before we obviously renovated it you know they're still grateful to have that you know like we were training with balls that were ripped this year but we're doing it on purpose we're like look you know what I mean? like you don't get you gotta stay yeah. humble you mm-hmm. gotta stay humble you know what I mean so that's a really big thing for me humble
0: team that was what you put on your rings big time yeah is, is that, was that, would you agree with that yeah or? i
1: would I would agree you know we're a very blue collar lacrosse team, so I think that's kind of part of it. We want kids that are just you know they want to be a part of it, and there are kids that don't get you know a certain amount of time as others, but they're still happy to be there, and they feel as long as you know you know it's part of my job as well to have those kids feel like they're a part of it and and, you know have that student-athlete experience for them and those are the kids you want in your locker room that are going to be positive and going to you know show up every day ready to work and um, you know and you if you can get that from those kids that that start and and have those minutes I think you know that's what what helps and you know like you said keep them humble and keep them kind of a little bit of a chip on their shoulder.
0: Well I mean it's 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 been a a pretty awesome year across the board I would say just in terms of you know we saw a lot of teams really succeed at a high level this year and it seems like that's probably just the Common theme is bringing in good kids that are committed to the programs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, how then do you both think that we can kind of keep this evolution, this upward trajectory going, not just for your own teams, but kind of for the department?
2: That's a pretty heavy question.
1: That's a heavy question.
2: (laughs) You know, for the most part, the coaches, the administration, and 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 the people that are that are making decisions have got. to a certain level keep doing what they're doing yeah you know what i mean we've obviously recruited good kids i feel like this year for our university is the year before you know you look at the sack i was looking at the other day i was talking to cam the other day and i was like it seems like every university in general has two or three sack trophies so there's a lot of parity mm-hmm. but i would say that lmu has so many teams that are on the cusp of knocking on the winning door and everything mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know what i mean so if we continue doing what we're doing, we've already got so many young, like fresh, how many freshmen sophomores are here that are like superstars already across the board, you know, even Mm -hmm. juniors and stuff like that. Of course, we're always gonna lose some superstar seniors across the board, but we've got coaches that are developing kids. We've got kids that are really, really doing well academically. So there's a lot of good things going. So it's, for for the most part, it's just kind of like pouring gasoline on the fire a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think that, you know we got to kind of just I think just keep building our programs and developing these kids and you know we're gonna see fantastic results because we have the facilities we have the resources and I think where that's that's what hurts some of the, some of these schools is, is not having you know all that we have so I think you know if we kind of keep this up I think we're gonna find ourselves in a good spot you know as these years go on
0: I guess that's exactly why this is so exciting because it's not like this is just a it doesn't feel like this is like a flash in the pan kind of thing it mm-hmm. feels like it is
2: just the beginning I feel like we're building a solid foundation as a university and a lot of the coaches, you know, it's quite refreshing to talk to a lot of the coaches because we're all high energy, you know what I mean? We're all passionate about our sports, like, um, you know, from Joe to Josh Hurts to to Jeff, like we've got so much experience across the board as well and Caitlin's been a pioneer in in kind of getting the coaches round tables going as well so that we can all share our knowledge and stuff as well, so it's, you know, I can only see it getting better.
0: Yeah. We do have a great coaching staff, mm-hmm. and I'm not just saying that because two of them are sitting right here <laughs> talking to me right now. Yeah, thank you.
1: But
2: yeah. We've got some really, really good, across the board as well, I think we've got some really, really good assistant coaches mm-hmm. that I yeah. think don't get enough credit. Yes. You know, and I, I always, everyone knows how I feel about my two, but I know you've got two really good ones as well. You look at, like, Travis with with softball, I I, I like that guy a lot. You know, you look at how involved the baseball guys are, the basketball guys, they're I, I I could go on. I don't want to miss anyone out, but I could go on. But you can, you only have to go around the facilities at 3 p.m. or whenever teams are practicing to see how good the assistant coaching is.
0: Well, Ty, I don't want to spoil anything, but Tony's got a feature coming out about assistant coaches in the ground they put in here at LMU and yeah. stuff.
1: And I th- I think what what you know with at least I know with yours and and with mine, I think the head coaches here also give the assistant coaches a lot of responsibility or GAs whatever your team has a lot of responsibility and i think that empowers them and that and that has that buy-in from the assistants and ga's as well yeah so i think it's all just um it's just a really good coaching culture i would say
0: yeah well and that's another thing too is we call our ga's graduate assistants but the reality is they're essentially full times, and mm-hmm. what the expectations that are placed on them and the responsibility that's given to them like you even look at my ga lauren moore who mm-hmm. is essentially a full-time employee and is treated like a full-time employee with Casey and Brooke as well. Casey yeah. and Brooke. I mean, you look at that. I mean, in the administrative department, all of the GAs that for each of our individual sports programs is essentially given the responsibility of a full-time employee. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
1: agree. For sure.
0: And so it's really important that you have good people there, and we have good people there.
2: So that's good. Yeah. Obviously, the, the stickler is that they're they're only GAs, and they're, they're gone two years later. Yeah. yeah, that's right. the frustrating part, but, you know... It's certainly exciting to have them now, and we're going to milk them for what they can give us. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're <laughs> getting everything out of them. <laughs> we'll mold them and then
0: send them off in the world and go yeah. let them be yeah, assistant, awesome. full-time assistants or head coaches somewhere else, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because you obviously hope that fire's like still there for them, mm-hmm. and it's not doused out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know you're both uh, very busy. You have. Meeting starting at one thirty, so. I do. (laughs) So, we we got to get you both out of here, uh but we really just wanted to take a moment to. Obviously, we got into a conversation about kind of the philosophy and stuff like that, which was fun. But just to celebrate our women's sports teams for showing out, appreciate you. Kind of started things for us, Sean (laughs) and Caitlin. You kind of ended things for us.
1: I also want to say I think the social media this year has been fantastic for the sports, like all around. I don't know if that's Lauren or you or everybody combined effort. I think that's what I thought, and I think that. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, well, I know we, we try and participate with our gifts. But.
0: Well, you had a lot of fun after wins and stuff like that, some of our best content. And obviously, like they were, women's soccer was essentially a social media juggernaut this year. So, yeah. from like the second half of the season on, everything they did was just blew up our social media. So, it made us look good. We can't do anything good unless you guys are doing things yeah. good. So. And we
2: did a lot of things good. I appreciated the tweet thing. I thought that was funny. The, the one on th- the Lincoln Awards. Yeah, I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, we don't. We'll, we'll probably we'll probably post that on YouTube just Do so it, other people
2: Do
0: can see it? it. Well, we'll talk after we get done oh, recording okay. here. All right. Um, we'll, we'll talk after we get done recording <laughs> here. It was that. It was um we had some fun okay. uh with the I tweet enjoy. thing. So, but. Hey, seriously. Oh,
1: oh, like the tweet video. Okay. Tweet I'm sorry, video. now I yeah. understand what you're talking about. Okay.
0: Well, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we my, will.
1: I, I'll, I'll forever say, I will never be good at that. I will never be funny.
0: Well, no, you're funny. It's just, see, here's the thing is Sean wanted to see his stuff before, That's what too. Happened too. I, but we want natural reactions. And if you see him before, then it's a forced reaction. No,
1: you see, I'm a good actress. I don't think it would look forced. Uh-huh. But I think my, my initial reaction is just like, stupid like which is not funny
0: well that's also the reason we (laughs) what's you know what i mean like some of the things but that's also the funny part too is you guys (laughs) trying to work through the things they're saying yeah i mean because that would be the same thing i think i
1: get them too too much so i'm like i don't want to laugh at them because i know what they're actually talking about
0: (laughs) well the thing we the thing we have that emerges in those videos is most teams only have like max two people that are interesting tweeters Mm -hmm. whereas like so then you end up reading the same people's tweets, and yeah. that's kind of when you're yeah. not reading some variety. With Sean, we got a little creative, um, you know, in terms of what we made him read. Um, and again, we'll talk off air, but we tried to have fun with that. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, I'm glad you both enjoyed it. And again, let's keep that upward ascension. I have no doubt that both these programs will. Thank so you. excited yeah. for that. And
1: Thanks for
0: having us. Uh, thanks for making it a great women's sports year. Pretty it.